Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, June 1st. Show number 283. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and we have guests in the studio with us today. And you better call your friends because it's the entire Niemeyer clan, or, or at least most of it. Most of it, yeah. Yeah, call, call your friends and tell them to t- tune us in. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the John Young Racing, Racing for First Responders, Dave Kimmer Studio. Um, also, we're... Uh, we charted at uh, 158 in Apple Podcasts in the U.S. again. Yeah. I think for the second straight week. Ooh. How, how about Australia? We didn't chart in Australia this week oh. for some reason. That was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> They're slacking. Uh, I think they must be cold because of winter starting it down is. there. Um, make sure to uh, check out DCR Graphics. They do, well, before we get to that, I want to mention who we have uh, with us. We uh, are going to be talking to the Niemeyer racing family here. We have uh, Kenny Niemeyer, J.D. Niemeyer with us. Uh, Kenny, Austin Niemeyer's uh, father. Uh, these two, Jerry Niemeyer's kid, sons. Yes. I'm getting all the... Baby boys. And, and going back, and, and your grandfather was, of course, the legendary... Kenny Niemeyer. There you go. Not to be confused with Kenny Niemeyer. Right. That's who I was named after. <laughs> so we'll be talking about, uh, you know, going all the way back to uh, Kenny Niemeyer, to Austin, and, and everything in between. Uh, everything Niemeyer Racing. Looking forward to uh, hearing about that in just a little bit. Got to mention, though, DCR Graphics, uh, they do full wraps starting at just $350. They also specialize in banners, stickers, diecast, and T-shirt designs. They can do graphics for any kind of car, including USAC cars. I'm guessing. Perfect. Sure you can. Sprint cars, late models, modified stock cars, compacts, even your old grocery getter. Uh, you can order your official Hammerdown Racing Report window sticker from DCR Graphics. I did that uh, just before we came on. Really? Yeah. You did, ordered it? I, yeah. He's going to bring it to the track on uh, Saturday. Ooh. So if you want one, five bucks, I think he's going to bring extra. I know there's some other people that are getting uh, it, too. I think I'll be there. So <laughs> if you want your own Hammerdown uh, Racing Report window sticker, five bucks, uh, he can deliver it to you at the track or mail it out to you. Uh, either way, just five bucks. Uh, get a hold of uh, Dale at DCR Graphics, 419-308-9523. Uh, you can call or text. And uh, you can also check them out on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash DCR Graphics. Also, check out Dominator Race Products. Uh, they're back as a sponsor of the show. Uh, check out the classic-looking Killer Z nose. Uh, they also have uh, hundreds of steel bumpers for late models and street stocks. Yes, they do. I have a brand new one of those on yeah. my car, as a matter of fact. I used it up. Uh, I think you'll be pleased to know that I believe your old one is being repurposed. Really? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, on, on a purple car, that's all I can say. Okay, <laughs> uh, I got it. Understood. Are you fixing it, Ron? No, not that one. Uh. <laughs> uh, where was it? Oh, uh, order direct from uh, DominatorRaceProducts.com or from uh, local reputable reputable race shops such as Ron Miller Race Cars. Yeah. Uh, or you can call Dominator Race Products at 419-923-6970. And, of course, freeze frame photos for all your racing photo needs. Official photographer at Oakshade Raceway. They do action shots, victory lane shots, uh, and they can do uh, all kind of custom items with any of those pictures they take, the action or victory lane shots, uh, can koozies, tumblers, magnets, whatever. Whatever you can think of, they can probably do it. I think I saw one with Devin Shields that was like a slate really? thing, like on a rock. It was uh, pretty cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, and they also have the uh, kids' nights they're doing, although they were they were late this past week, so they didn't do kids' night, and I believe they're going to double that up. So instead of 50 kids, 
the first hundred kids will get a free four by six photo. Okay, they didn't give away week tickets last week, so there's nobody yeah. disappointed. No, nobody <laughs> okay. got disappointed last week. So uh, if you want a custom photography session, call Charlie four one nine four seven six nine nine seven eight. Freeze frame photos, special moments, frozen in time. Also, shout out to Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon. Um, quite I guess a, that's a bit for the, that's about it for the show, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, we're done. Thanks for tuning done. in. Uh, we'll see you next yeah. week. Just thanks for the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we got to do this first. Racing roundup. So uh, we had a little bit of uh, racing action uh, this past weekend. Attica Raceway Park on uh, Friday night. Travis Philo made a last lap pass uh, to pick up the four ten sprint car win out there. Devin Shields picking up the late model feature win, and uh, Jamie Miller. Picking up another 305. I believe that's like three in a row for him, including Fremont. It is. The weekend before. Yeah. Uh, Lima Land uh, on Friday night. Tyler Rankin, former guest on the show a couple weeks back, picked up uh, the NRA 360 Run for the Rabbit makeup feature win. Uh, Luke Griffith picked up uh, the regular NRA 360 feature that night. They had two features. Uh, Todd Sherman, uh, UMP Modified feature winner, and Tony Anderson picking up the Thunderstock uh, win. Toledo Speedway, and we gave away tickets to that last week. We did. And I went. It was, uh, it was interesting. Entertaining? It was entertaining. That's, yeah, that's a little good. bit. Uh, and I understand you were up in one of the suites. Yes, now I know what it's like to be in a suite at Toledo Speedway. <laughs> oh. Is it different than being in the announcer's booth at Oakshade? I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> On that. I understand. Can I you see out the window? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Because <laughs> the is going to move on. But okay, yes, I could. Scott. I could see out the windows. Okay. It's very clear. Uh, now, where the hell was I? Oh, yeah. Friday night, Toledo Speedway. Will Slaughter picked up the uh, National Compact Touring Series uh, feature win. Josh Moore won the Ohio Wheelman Series. And the 100-lap factory stock feature winner was uh, Randy Padgett, Jr., I understand that the uh, factory stock feature was worth the price of admission all on its own. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was probably it was the more eventful uh, feature event of the night. Uh, I would have to say, it doesn't. We don't have that camera on yet, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Flat Rock Speedway Saturday night. Brian Bergaker uh, won the Outlaw Super Late Model feature. That was the Joy Fair Memorial 100, actually. Brian Nestor uh, won the Midwest Modified Tour feature after Mike Asifipinit. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He was disqualified. Ooh. Yeah. What did he do? I don't know. I did not get that. Producer Dave did not give me that information, Uh, just that uh, he was disqualified. Uh, Dennis Wisman Jr. picked up the figure eight feature win. At uh, Flat Rock Saturday night, also at uh, Oakshade Raceway, Casey Noonan picked up uh, his first feature, late model feature win of the year. Carter Schlank picked up his second sportsman feature win, so he's dominating out there already. It's hard to believe two. that he's only in the sixth grade, Scott. Yeah. The way he wheels a race car, it's, it's amazing. Justin Gamber uh, picked up the uh, Dominator Superstock A-Main feature win that went caution-free. Eric Carr uh, was the winner of the Compact A-Main. Joe Nicloy picked up uh, the Superstock B-Main. And Josh Bailey, the uh, Compact B-Main winner there at Oakshade. Fremont Speedway on Saturday night. Cap Henry winning uh, the 410s again. Travis uh, Harry uh, won the Great Lakes uh, traditional sprint feature. Jamie Miller again. for that's well, a, Jamie Miller. Yeah, Jamie Miller. 305 what feature there. What a surprise. <laughs> Sandusky Speedway was in action on uh, Sunday. 
Actually, before we get that, we'll finish with Butler here because they were Saturday. Uh, Butler Motor Speedway, uh, Justin Turner picking up the 410 sprint win, Bobby Stremme in the Modifieds, Caleb Wilbur in the uh, street stocks, and John Ruby in the four-cylinders. Sandusky Speedway running a Sunday night show. That, that uh, Caleb Wilbur, I wonder if that's any relation to Tim, Tim Wilbur. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. I'm sure he's got to be somewhere. back up and say something about Absolutely. the Butler Motor Speedway? Yeah. I know on July 22nd they're going to have a – Chuck Wilson Memorial, so if that's anybody a, can make it up for deal. that. So that's going to be a big deal for Chuck was very friends family. with a lot of racers. What yep. was the date on that? July 22nd. July 22nd. Sandusky yep. um, Speedway on Saturday, Brian McCoy uh, won the uh, Renegade feature. Jaden Stanfield, uh, the beginner stocks. Trent Aslaskin uh, won the Pure Stock feature, and Sean Warner in the All-American Iron War- Waynesfield Motorsports Park. They had a big show on uh, on Sunday night, and Dave had to do his research to get the results for this. Really? From other multiple sources. Uh, so I commend him. I gave him a raise, 100% raise. <laughs> you doubled his pay? I doubled his pay. You're getting way too generous with our sponsorship uh, money. Two times zero <laughs> is. Still means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thomas Meserol picking up uh, the Great Lakes uh, traditional sprint, sprint uh, feature win there. Randy Hannigan won the NRA 360 sprint uh, slash Great Lakes super sprint feature. So it was a north-south combined deal there. And neither of those are strangers to victory lane. No, so. not at all. Jeff Kaz uh, won the UMP modified feature. Tony Anderson, again, uh, stock car feature. Raleigh Hader won the uh, Dirt Track Truck Series feature event there. So, uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series action last Thursday at Lucas uh, Oil Speedway. Actually, they were there uh, the entire weekend. Uh, Thursday night was Jonathan Davenport. Friday, Jonathan Davenport. Saturday, not Jonathan Davenport. It was uh, actually Ricky Thornton Jr., but he failed the droop test after crossing the line uh, first in the Show Me 100. So, uh, Devin Moran was declared the winner. Ooh. Yeah, it was a lot of drama there on Saturday night. <laughs> I guess the, the chain, the limit chain broke. Is that what happened? I didn't uh, hear that. That was what I understood. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, in action last Thursday. Bridgeport uh, Motorsports Park. Tyler Courtney picking up the win Friday night at Williams Grove. It was Lance DeWeese Saturday at Port Royal. Anthony Macri and uh, Sunday also at uh, Port Royal. A couple days there. Lance DeWeese picking up the win in All-Star action. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series action Friday night at Atomic Speedway. It was Brad Sweet picking up the win. Sharon Speedway. Uh, Carson Macedo picking up the win in uh, Monday night at Lawrenceburg Speedway. James McFadden, the winner there. World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Model Series action last Thursday. A lot of all weekend shows. A lot of Memorial Day weekend's yeah. a big uh, weekend. And spoiler alert for how many? Nothing got rained out. Huh, um, that. NASCAR got delayed, but that was about it. Uh, Sharon Speedway for the uh, World of Outlaw Late Models all weekend. Thursday was Chris Madden, Friday. Ryan Gustin and Chris Madden again on uh, Saturday. So it's kind of a Ryan Gustin sandwich with Chris Madden being the buns. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. (laughs) Arkham Menard Series action. Jesse Love picking up the win uh, Friday night in the General Tire 150 at Charlotte. Uh, Truck Series Ben Rhodes picking up the win in North North Carolina Education Lottery 200. The Xfinity and the Cup Series uh, races both uh, postponed until Monday. And the Cup Series actually ran first, uh, Coca-Cola 600. Ryan Blaney picking up the win there, and a little bit of controversy that, in, in that mm-hmm. event. Uh, there, there was controversy in both major events, Indy and... Uh, oh, yeah. Was there fighting and pushing, though, in uh, 
in the indie? No, I don't think so. Just a lot during of, the one rain a delay, of, a lot of whining. Eric, right. <laughs> Eric Almarola and uh, and Bubba Wallace, yeah, had a slight altercation. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> they did not put them in the ring. <laughs> they, they should. That though. should be the next step. That's it. Put them in the grand yeah. or in the, or the front stretch. Or bump this yeah. thing. That's what we used to do in the old days, right? <laughs> really? I, yeah. I, I told a. a Another racer, he says, come on, Miller, you and I are going out back. I said, no, we're not. We're going up on the front stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? He oh. was chicken. Oh, that's awful. Uh, Brian Blaney picking up the win of the Coca-Cola 600. Then the Xfinity race running uh, later Monday night was Justin Allgaier uh, picking up the win in the Allsco Uniforms 300. Uh, NTT uh, IndyCar Series, the Indianapolis 500 uh, was won by Joseph Newgarden. Who uh, made a last, last lap pass there? Yep. And uh, I'll tell you what, him going up in the grandstand—that was pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. that was that was almost a tearjerker. I'm yeah. telling you, I was a little was... worried for him when he started getting swearing. I'm like, I don't oh. know that he's going to get back onto the track. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should have won it the last two years, and so it was good to see him win it. Yeah, even though I would have liked to see AJ Foyt's driver win. Yeah, that it would have been a coin toss. Yeah. And that had controversy because of the way they finished there with the, all the red flags the last, uh, what, 10 laps, yeah, 15 10 laps, laps? I think they had three yeah. red flags. Yeah. I think that was the first time they ever threw the green and white together. Yep. Uh, they've had races where they've ended under caution, and those are disappointing. But uh, I, I think that was the first ever green and white. Didn't you uh, post on uh, Facebook a your, your solution? Ha- I, I might have. Uh, where they should just not count the caution flags? Is, last, is that what it was? Last five laps have to be green. Right. Yeah. I, I my brother said earlier. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a problem with fuel, though, maybe? Not a problem if, if, you're, pre- if you're prepared. Right. Okay. I mean, NASCAR runs extra laps That's true. themselves, uh, not knowing the fuel distance. So, uh, Some other notes uh, from this past weekend. Jimmy McCune found his way back to victory lane at Birch Run Speedway 10 months uh, after suffering uh, those burns at Butler. So uh, Jimmy McCune back. Uh, I think he podiumed on Friday, didn't did he? he? I, I don't know. I think. I know they broke the week before. Right. And I think he might have podiumed, but I'm not sure. I knew he won, and then Anthony was second. Yeah. Either way, he's back. Yep. Not that he really that. ever went anywhere, but right. just took a long break. Uh, the uh, High Limit uh, Sprint Series uh, last night uh, was in action at uh, Tri-City Speedway. Kyle Larson picking up the uh, victory there. And uh, from what I heard, I didn't see any of the thing. I just got a text from Dean last night that uh, Cole Macedo was involved with somebody again. He's not making any friends. Did you have guys any, uh, any of that? I started watching it last night, and I fell asleep. So. <laughs> so it was that exciting, huh? Yeah. Well, I just got back from vacation, gotcha. so I was tired. <laughs> uh, and then also last night, Castro Fuller Racing Night in America at Florence. Ricky Thornton Jr. picking up uh, the win there. So he's had a good week. He, yeah, he's, and it's only halfway through for him. Yeah. Um, and Kyle Larson, I believe he took uh, – they do the dice roll for right. that, and I think he took whatever he rolled and earned like $30,000 for the win total. So um, – not that he needs more money, right. but yeah. uh, you know, he's leading the points there in the uh, the high limit uh, sprint car series. So, and that's it for uh, this past weekend. Quite a quite a lot of racing. Lot of racing. Uh, later, are we going to talk about Denny Hamlin? And we, that's in the notes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, in, I, that's I, in the news coming I, I, up. Yeah, I thought we were. But, but first, I, uh, I let's. To make sure. let's well, I'm uh, usually surprised when Kyle Larson doesn't win. So when I see him not win, <laughs> I usually wonder what or why. So he must have broke. Uh, yeah, right. Because. 
Or he got punted. Or he got punted. He's definitely a number one driver. Or a little. We're cutting you off there. There we go. You can stay with the big one, Scott. I could. (laughs) All right, I give up. We're going back to the big camera. I thought. (laughs) You can work on that. All right. No close-ups. There you go. That works. And people listening to us on the podcast are like, what the hell is all that noise? It's just the... Kenny, can you hold the camera for another hour? (laughs) There you go. Prop it up on something. How about back over on this? There. It's close enough. Close enough. Yeah, we're... I'm in there, too. Nobody needs to see me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyways, uh, both uh, Kenny and J.D. Niemeyer are with us uh, here in... Actually, uh, Judy's uh, with us as well, Jerry's uh, husband, Husband, wife, wife. wife. <laughs> it's been a long day. I apologize. Wrong show. Uh, yeah, wrong show. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, better watch it there, Ron. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, I mean, you guys, uh, your son is a fourth generation racer. So you got four generations of Niemeyers that that have uh, raced, going back to as uh, Judy mentioned to the forties, uh, starting yeah. with your grandfather. Uh, give us kind of a. a a history of, of your family in, in racing? Well, like you said, uh, my grandfather, um, Kenneth Niemeyer, who I was named after, started racing in the 40s, unfortunately got killed on July 6, 1957 at Raceway Park. And then my dad ended up racing for 40 years. Um, just won the ARCA championship in 1997 with the midget, but just always did his own thing and traveled around with All-Stars, World of Outlaws, Ran a lot of USAC, and um, I think in 71, um, he was the only, maybe 72. Mom could maybe say that for sure, but back then you had to drive a race car, and then they had to, you know, the drivers then, like Larry Dixon, Bettenhausen, would have to say, yes, we will let him on the track. Nowadays it just takes money and just throw people out there. So he raced for 40 years, and then Austin started racing in – I don't know, 20, he's 24, so 16 years ago, 17 years ago, he started racing at the age of six. So so Jerry got to see him race then. Yes. Yep, yes, he did. So. Quite he, Austin won the HPD Midget Championship at USAC in 2013 on the USAC and Dirt, ran quarter midgets, has ran midgets, sprint cars, ARCA cars. So ran for Ron Hemmelgarn for a few years and greatly appreciated what Ron did for Austin through the years, and that's about it as far as the tradition of keeping the Niemeyer racing going on. I remember watching your grandfather when I was just one of those little rug rats playing with plastic cars under the grandstands at Raceway Park. So, yeah, the Niemeyer family goes back a long way. Yep, so, yep. Now, does uh, you know, Austin, you said he drives all kinds of different uh, cars. Does he have a, uh, a favorite, you know, the full-body stock car, ARCA car, the – Silver Crown, which... Uh, I think he's always told me, kind of like the midget when we run the HPD, you know, on the pavement and stuff, but he likes the mild dirt tracks and the bigger tracks, so he's done well on them. So he ran a USAC Silver Crown car at 15 and a half, and I was at the Indy Mile at the Hoosier 100, and he qualified 10th quick and finished the race. And So I think his preference is the bigger mile tracks. Has he run any uh, USAC stock cars? Nope, just the... Okay. Just open-wheel cars. Yeah, well, I mean, he did run ARCA 
at Toledo Speedway right. in 2016 and 17 right. for um, Andy Hillenberg. So, right. Yep. I, I didn't know if he had run any of the USAC stuff on the mile. That That's always looked intriguing. Yeah, just the USAC Silver Crown cars he ran yeah, on the okay. mile at Springfield, the uh, Indy Mile, and DeCoin. Now, what uh, what is uh, your guys' role? What ha- what has your guys' role been? Uh, usually money always helps. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, always try to help out when I can. My main role has been, uh, say, the mechanic or fabrication and also a car owner <clears throat> and uh, for the midget when we won the 1997 ARCA championship. Uh, how that started was... I believe in 1995, uh, Kenny and I decided that we were going to buy a race car. So, actually, Dad got the word that why and how did we buy a race car. And then we bought the midget with the engine to plan on myself driving and racing. And probably did not go over very well, (laughs) even though... Dad was okay with ra- racing and driving, but he'd rather us focus on being a mechanic. And uh, so anyway, that's how that started. So How, how did Mom feel about it? <clears throat> as far as what? Him, him wanting to go racing. No? no? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> she I was guess, totally yeah, against yeah. it. So to pl- put it politely, Mom and Dad said, no, you're not driving a race car. So I became the owner of the Midget. So we put my dad in it in 1996, I believe, and we ran a few races with ARCA, and we ran pretty well, you know, say a third or a fourth or a fifth with low-budget Pontiac motor. And so we put my dad back in the midget in 1997 since we ran well. So how do you take a driver out of the race car running well? So no wonder won. he didn't want you to drive. Yeah. <laughs> he knew where it was going to yeah, land. Right. Yeah. So he drove. We won the championship. And, of course, in 1998, how do you take a champion out of the race car? <laughs> so that's how we became owners. And that was my basically my entire life was I learned and did everything from my knowledge of my dad. And I was side by side every night, every day. That was my second job. And uh, if I wasn't really working, I would say that was my first job. Now, I know the family's always run the number 16. Wasn't there uh, a number 14 in your garage for a while? Yep. Can you so, talk about that? Number 16 came from my grandfather, Kenny. So it came about when he first signed in at Raceway Park. He was He 16. signed in at number 16, so he became oh. 16, but then, it, you know, he liked Sweet, sweet 16. Right. But... Um, Dad built a car for um, Lloyd Weaver, which was a um, dark blue gold leaf 14. So he actually owned that, and Weaver's cars were always 14. So, yes, there was a car at the time that um, was in the shop, you know, a blue car, 14. And then, of course, yeah, then we, yeah, basically, Sweet 16 was the number one Niemeyer racing number. For, right. But uh, when we also ran Dirt Champ car, uh, number 98 under for Bob Lesko, senior, and Austin runs for Bob Lesko, junior, uh, out of New Jersey. So that is almost a family number with the USAC Silver Crown Series. 
was the number 98 and 16. That's how I kind of recognize our racing family number. Sure. We always had, when Austin drove for Ron Hemmelgarn when he was helping us, it was always 91, so everybody said that was like 16 upside down. Yeah, you don't <laughs> so, want to go there. No. Or backwards, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so what's the story with that? The Foyt yes. car. Foyt uh Foyt car dad wrenched for um Phil, Phil Compton, a uh, friend of his had bought it for him and dad wrenched it and then they you know, long story short, my dad ended up getting in the car, ran good in it. We ran it from eighty one to eighty six. Um JD and a couple of my dad's friends restored it in can't say the exact year, but they restored it. Um, Tony Stewart, of course, being a Foyt fan, always wanted the car. And I had contacted Tony probably about six weeks before we knew Dad was going to not make it and offered him to have the chance to buy it first. So Dad restored it. Um, Tony came and bought it for my dad. I said that was the only way we'd like him to buy it if he came and did a gentleman's handshake. So. Sure. Dad was not doing well. Tony was supposed to come the week of Mother's Day, and I called him and said we didn't think he was going to make it much longer. So he changed his plans, flew in Toledo, spent six hours with us, and um, bought the car for my dad. It's still now at the um, Sprint Car Hall of Fame in Knoxville. It's been there really ever since it left, except for um, that same week in May for um, the Indy 500 and stuff, they recognize A.J. Foyt. So... Tony let us be involved with the car. We took it there. He took it out on the track. We had the old-style um, checkered white Gilmore shirt. So very thankful for what Tony did for my dad and I, our, uh, our family. I saw a special on Tony Stewart uh, with Jeff Gordon in his museum a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I, I was really hoping to see that car, but uh, you're, you're saying it's in the Gilmore Museum now? No, it's still in uh, Sprint Car Hall of Fame in Knoxville. It's, okay. it's been there for... 2017, so It'll probably wind up in Tony's museum. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is, it was, uh, I was stunned at what he owns. Yep. So, he's got a lot of stuff. So, very thankful for what he did for our family. So, uh, going back to to your grandfather, I I thought I read somewhere that uh, he actually raced in a convertible. Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah, that's how he passed away. Uh, it was in an accident at uh, Toledo Like Raceway. a convertible stock car. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the seatbelts, uh, whatever you want to call seatbelts back in the day, actually broke loose. And uh, unfortunately. Did they have, was it just like the standard seatbelts in a car, yeah, or did they like have a, a race? It was motor? like an aero, aero, aero crew, uh, aeroplane uh, seatbelt seat uh, okay. back in the day. It was a seat belt, but and that was at uh, where what became uh, Toledo the, Raceway the horse, Park, the where they track, ra- right. yeah, because yeah. that's where they used to race cars, and that's that's where you played uh, under the grandstands with your <laughs> with your cars. That yeah. was it, and it's amazing. I've talked to a lot of kids, a lot of my age kids, <laughs> um, that that grew up doing the same thing. Now you said uh, so your father then Jerry was uh, was how old? When he when uh, his father passed away, um, my grandfather, 
um, passed away when he was 31, and Dad was 11 years old. Okay. So I guess a question for Ron is, when you're a young kid playing, do you remember my grandfather's 41 pickup truck with uh, Buell air horns, and he would blow the air horns before he went to enter the track? You know, I do. <laughs> and, of course, I remember the Sweet 16. Uh, you know, your grandfather was a short track hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I've heard, I mean, and read stories. that He was a champion, very well-liked personality. And uh, I and my family was fortunate enough that my dad, uh, when he passed away, I have the truck. So we have the 41 Ford pickup truck, and I restored it, uh, all racing, sprint car equipment uh, for running gear. So we have the Halibrand quick change rear end, uh, custom drop front axle, all six-pin weld wheels with the knockoffs, all vintage. Uh, and this is racing. on a 41 Ford pickup. 41 Ford pickup. So JD made all the radius rods, made racks. Yeah, sure. So yeah. Is this street legal? We'll show you some pictures afterwards. Yeah, yeah street legal. Took uh, about two years. And it was all fabrication and design. And I would like to say it is one of a kind. Uh, and it will be on display this weekend at Fremont Speedway for the Hall of Fame night which is June 3rd at 2.30 p.m. I saw the, something on their I, – yeah. I, I saw 2.30, and then I saw something on their website this afternoon that the induction ceremony is at 2. So I'm not sure if it's 2 or 2.30. Uh, but either way, you'll be there. Yeah, we'll J- be there. J.D., a little self-serving. I'd like to see it at the Whiteford Fall Festival on October 7th. <laughs> big, big car show. Last year oh, we yeah. had over 300 cars. We're hoping for – more than that this year. I'd sure yeah. love to see that. I can definitely do that. Ooh. Are you going to give rides in it uh, this Saturday? <laughs> no. Or is it uh, just going to be on display? Yeah. He ain't taking it on the track. Oh. <laughs> well. He went around the track one time. Right. One time oh, around the track. That's still in debate. Oh. Well, you at least <laughs> start it up, though. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. My plan is still to take it around the track. But if it's uh, muddy and wet, no. <laughs> but uh, it all washes off. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. It washes off, but uh, it's uh, still got the original paint from the fifties. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. And the so, Buell air horns. Yeah, the Buell air horns. Uh-huh. So. so I guess that's why I was asking Ron if you remember Buell air horns, because we have a couple of articles. I have one that I printed out that will be on display. That you know they knew when Kenny Niemeyer was at the track because he would blow the Buell air horns entering the pit gate. And all the fans would, uh, say, be excited to know that Kenny Niemeyer was going to race that day. So Your grandpa's stuff was always so well presented, you know. And it was back in the heyday of stock car racing uh, with your grandpa and uh, McCune and, uh, you know, the Beale family. Yes. Uh, racing was really fun then. Um, and but, now it but, just takes money. <laughs> but but his stuff was always so well presented. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, I think that's what uh, I say we all learned from my father. Uh, and today I have classic cars, and everything I do is the to the best I can, to the best quality and showmanship, because 
if you remember my dad's Sweet 16 in red, I would say it probably was the number one looking race car at any USAC show. And uh, we had many compliments. And we did it all on ourselves or on our own with limited budgets. That's, that's the big thing different today. Is, is that Niemeyer red? Is that uh, copyrighted? It w- <laughs> was it always about the same color of red? It was always very close to some of red. Right. Okay. It's a very particular red. Yeah. And the gold leaf numbers. Gold leaf, sweet 16, yes. So and, back, and back to the truck. J.D. had just taken that a couple months ago to the Cleveland Car Show. I don't know the exact name of it. He could say it, but he, he got first place with it. So that's, very, pretty, very that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Like he said, it's one of a kind. And if, I mean, it should on, uh, I believe it's August 5th at Toledo Speedway when USAC Silver Crown. Yeah, Raleigh Beal Night. Raleigh Beal Night. So. It'll be displayed there also. Yeah, so the truck will be there. And to your point, Ron, that there's many, many people that still remember that pickup truck. And I have people can't wait to see it at Fremont or Toledo Speedway. I mean, I get messages you know, weekly looking forward to that pickup truck and just knowing the story behind that and also, say, the fabrication of being a sprint car front to rear uh, equipment. Uh, So it was challenging, but I did it in memory of my dad. Nice. Now, is uh, Jerry then, he's in the the Fremont Hall of Fame? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and Kenny. And he was inducted... uh, in 2017. Yep. Was Fremont around back when Kenny was around? Mm-hmm. Yes. I did not realize that. I bl- yeah. 74th year, I think, they've been Is, Has it been around? Okay, I didn't realize uh, Fremont's Yeah, so Dad passed away, ironically, on May 16th, being the number 16th. But that, you know, a couple weeks later of that month in June, Dad and Grandpa Kenny were going to be recognized at the Fremont Hall of Fame. But they ended up coming to the house and presenting him the award and stuff before he passed away. So that was really nice of um, yeah, so them I, to do that also. So maybe, Rich, Rich, may, maybe Dave Kemmer can tell us uh, what year the Speedway did open at, at Fremont. I think it's uh, my guess would be 1951. 74 minus 2003, <laughs> 23. Do the math. <laughs> 49. <clears throat> 50? I don't know. I can't. My guess that. was 50 or 51 because Johnny Oxter ran the oh, first yeah. race there and he just passed away last year. Yeah. So, and he'd be, and my dad actually raced and drove for uh, Johnny, drove Oxter, for Johnny Oxter, but it's, that's the thing of old school. It's like family. So Johnny Oxter was a family member to us just because of the racing history. And, you know, you go to Fremont, you don't just pack up the trailer and leave. You hang out, and I guess you could say we had a few beers and snacks. You know, you guys are bringing up <laughs> some names. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. You know, and then you got to think of Leo Caldwell, yes. Dean Stuyvesant, a lot of, a lot of guys that uh, were very active back then. Right. Yes. So, if you had to pick one win that uh, that Jerry had. To, what would you say was the biggest win for him? Or at least the one that meant the most to him? Yeah, I'm not sure I could answer. Uh, I guess 
if it was too a, many to pick from. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the story that uh, I remember the most was uh, was at Fremont Speedway when USAC ran at Fremont uh, non wings, and I'm not sure they only ran there a couple times. Uh, Once that was yeah, the only time. time. So, so well, no, they uh, did race back because he drove for um, D Gensman too. That was a USAC show. So uh, anyway, the story I remember is my dad showed up and uh, didn't have a ride, but uh, he got in a, a spring front sprint car uh, from Walt Wittenbotham. Yep. And uh, they said, Jerry, you want to drive this? Nobody wants to drive it. He goes, I'll drive that thing. So anyway, as long story short is he basically started last. He won a seat race. Started last in the feature because of qualifying. Started, went from last to second. He would have won it except one of the nozzles plugged. Started missing. He still finished second to, I believe, Eddie Levitt. Yep, Eddie Levitt won it, didn't he? So he would have won that. So in my eyes, that was the number one win. So uh, so would you say Fremont was his favorite track then? or What would, uh, what would you say his favorite track was if he had I, I think... Yeah, I think he liked the mild dirt tracks, yep. so DeCoin and DeCoin, Springfield and Indy. But DeCoin was probably his favorite because he had to be tough. And my dad was one tough son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I can tell you that because he drove and the coin, the temperatures was 107 degrees, and he raced a full race. Never um, been in one before. Finished seventh on the same lap. Yeah. Wow. And so then drove us all home so we could get to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Race 100 laps, drive us home. We'd sleep on the way home and we'd wake up in time to get up for school. Before power steering. <laughs> yeah. And you were right. Uh, Dave did his homework there. 72 years open in 1951. Good. Thank you, David. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, triple his pay now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's. Let's uh, talk a, a little bit about the the latest uh, generation racer in the Niemeyer family, Austin. Uh, he's been doing it for a while, but uh, what what has he been doing uh, recently? Um, recently, working. But <laughs> anyways, he. I mean, I'll just give you a quick brief of. He started racing at age six at the rec center and quarter midget racing. We did that probably for. Ooh, seven, eight years. Then he jumped in an HPD midget race with Ron, won the championship, I think, in 2013. Um, he ran his first indoor race at Fort Wayne Coliseum for Tom O'Connell at 13 years old. Um, he was the youngest ever to make it at the time. Now they've had a couple other people, Justin Peck, um, Cooper Klaus at the time. Um, but he made both races first time at the Coliseum and um, even Tony Stewart was impressed how he well he did. And, um, he won his heat both nights, finished fifth the first night, and unfortunately he's going to start on the front row the second night, and we had some um, problems. So Then he went on to Ron Hummelgar and asked if he wanted to race a USAC Silver Crown car, and we got it okayed um, at the time for him to run that. He ran with Ron for a few years, also competing in our own full-size midget, you know, local tracks, a few USAC races, and then ended up getting a sprint car for a year, a wing sprint car, and ran some ARCA races for 
Where do you run uh, the wing sprint car? Um, Fremont, and then we ran some, like, I-96 was his first time ever in it because Fremont had got rained out. And, gotcha. But, you know, same old thing. It takes money. You need somebody, a setup person. And uh, I think Linders one night, he ran real well, changed the whole car around, um, put different shocks on it, and unfortunately he thought he had to pass one more car in the B main, which he had already made it, and he stood it up coming out of the fourth turn with one lap to left and ended up flipping it. So, oh. <laughs> But anyways, it's part of learning. And I mean, he's did well for the past 17 years of what he's did. He really enjoys the USAC Silver Crown cars. Um, he runs a dirt car for, like my brother had mentioned, for Bob Lesko, which my dad had run for Bob Lesko Sr. for probably at least 10 or 12 years. And Austin's ran for Bob Jr., probably the past six, seven years. So we've been friends with the Lesko family for 30 years. And then we had our own pavement car, and we had our own midgets, which J.D. and our good friend Joe Yeager had owned. And just fortunate for the people that have helped us through the years. And Ron, my brother, Joe Yeager. I mean, there's just so many people to thank. But fortunately, I sold my pavement car and just going to concentrate on hopefully running the last five dirt races. and With the silver crown. Yep. And unfortunately, I'll probably run the um, indoor race with Tom O'Connor's car, and I would say we're probably going to probably call it quits after that. I hate to say it, but... Oh, wait, is that breaking news? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it to be. I'm not saying for sure, but we're just leaning that way. He's 24 years old. Racers never quit. I know. Even, yeah. Yeah. Things can change if Absolutely. we have money. Right. right, right. <laughs> so they just take a break from driving for. So is he is he going to run? Uh, is he going to try and get a ride for the uh, the Rally Beal Classic? I'm working on a couple of things, so hopefully something comes We're through that we up. can do that. I don't want to say anything for sure because things fall through. But I am talking to a couple of people, and so it's a possibility. Right. At this point. So I'd like to because I'd really if this is going to be his last year. I'd like to have him at least finish. One more race at Toledo Speedway. So. Otherwise, we'll, we're going to put that 41 Ford pickup truck on the front row. <laughs> <laughs> Player the horns. Now, uh, Austin, uh, you know, he, he couldn't be. He was going to try and be with us yeah, here tonight, but he he's, could, but he's, he's working. working um, how? What's his interest level in, in continuing racing? I mean, does he? Is that something he really wants to do, or is it? Just I think kinda... it's tar- starting to dwindle off, just because you know he knows things take money and. He, I'm not saying he feels people have wasted their money. It's just, you know, it just takes money anymore. And, you know, if you can't have, you know, run 80, 90 races a year, you know, it's hard when you just jump in with competitive people just running 10 or 12 races. I mean, he does a great job for what he does, and I, I wish we could do more. But a funny thing that he always said, I said, Austin, I wish we could just win the lottery. I'd give you everything to go racing. He goes, why would we do that? He goes, let's go have fun. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I always thought that was funny, but I know he still enjoys it. He has that drive when we're at the racetrack, and, you know, he's always willing to help. And, you know, he sits there and helps me change tires and bars, and, you know, he just wants to do the best he can for himself and us and who he's running for. But, you know, like I said, it, it takes a good setup person anymore, and it's it's hard when you don't have that person. How did uh, – oh, oh, I just talking about the money, which we all understand, but – so I have friends that come over, and I have my dad's uh, 89 Osborne uh, vintage race car, champ car there that I display uh, 
usually we would take it to Fremont or Toledo besides the truck this year. But uh, my friends always ask, you know, how much money we make racing. And I said, well, we don't make any race money racing. Uh, usually you lose money. And they said, don't quite understand that. So my dad always said uh, this phrase. So I told the people that we can make a million dollars racing. They said, oh, that'd be great. And my dad always said, if you start out with $2 million, you'll end up spending a million. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, That's, that seems uh, pretty generous yeah. if, you, if you end up with yeah, that. Right. Now, uh, Austin had made a, a couple of uh, Arkham Menard Series uh, races. Yeah. Uh, how, did, uh, how did that come about? Uh, well, Andy Hillenberg was okay. running the USAC Silver Crown at the time when we had just jumped into it in um, 2016. So Andy had cars and stuff and, you know, approached us about running Toledo. So fortunately enough, I raised enough money, you know, of all the Toledo people here helping and businesses, and we were able to put Austin in the car. Um, he never drove a stick shift. He showed up at the racetrack, and Andy said, you've never drove a stick shift? He goes, nope. He goes, come on, let's go. So there was a um, tow truck there, and he jumped in it and did it, and he went out and. Uh, kept his composure. He come around to take the green and actually spun before he got it, but he wheeled it all the way back around because you're allowed to. And then he come around. And I, I think, honest to God, I think we qualified 16th, and he ended up 15th, um, but had some issues. The uh, right rear front um, went flat, and then it, next time it grew too much. And even Andy said he wishes he could have gave him a better car. So then the following year we did the same thing in 2017. And um, he ran well, um, stayed with the leaders. They gave him a better car, but unfortunately, um, they, he was leading the race at the time just because of the way the pits and everything were. And unfortunately, Andy Hillenberg couldn't be there. And um, I told him just put him to the rear of the longest line, and the gentleman that was in charge decided not to, and they went four deep going into turn Ooh. three, and they took him out, so... Harder racing, but I feel he could have probably at least probably ran sixth or seventh that day, and it would have been a good showing for you know, did, never did really he, running an ARCA car. Did he enjoy uh, running the, oh, the yeah. full-body stock car? Yeah, he liked it a lot. So, okay. Wish things would have went better, but thankful Andy gave him the opportunity, and we had a lot of people in Toledo, you know, supporting him. So it was it was it was really fun. Any possibility that would ever uh, that opportunity would ever come up again? Um, well, Austin actually went down and worked for Andy for about a month down in, um, I think he's not quite in Charlotte, but Andy said he'd like to have him do it again, but there again, it just takes money and it just. Well, and that's kind of the current state of racing is, right. uh, you, you're a valuable driver if you have a sponsorship that, that co goes along with you. Right. For sure. And that's in pretty much all classes at this yeah, level. It doesn't matter what level. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> But he, he doesn't have that? He doesn't have the big sponsor? <laughs> no, no. I, I wish we did sometimes. How much is that uh, truck worth? <laughs> <laughs> Not worth anything. Oh, okay. Not for sale. Not for sale. Nowadays, it doesn't <clears throat> get you very far. I mean, unfortunately, just times have changed, and, you know, tires have went up, and yeah. fuel costs, you know, fortunately have stayed down a little bit. Just the, just the cost of getting there and the tires, 
That's the biggest thing, especially in the pavement racing is, you know, you can't keep tire costs down. I wish they had different rules and, you know, people go out and practice and practice and, you know, they just got the money to do it. So, yeah, I love racing and my passion is late racing, but I want to say maybe I was a little smarter because <laughs> I've stepped away a little bit. So I have classic race cars. I mean, classic cars. So I restore cars and sell them. Well, sometimes I saw Sometimes. <laughs> or it comes <laughs> so, back with more. Uh, but anyway, so I, I do a lot of classic vintage uh, classic cars. So you guys haven't raced. Uh, we just talked earlier. We covered you wanted to, but yeah. it didn't work out. Going forward, if, if Austin should, uh, you know, go a different path and not continue racing, is any chance that either one of you would uh, get back into a race or get into a race car? I have no desire. No desire. I don't have the <clears throat> kahunas to do that. <laughs> I, and I feel you have to start young. I still think about it often. Well, let me uh, present it this way. <laughs> if, a, if a car was presented to you, a top-notch yeah. car, you didn't have to pay for it, and so the owner said, go ahead, get in my car, I want you to run it this weekend, you would say no? Yeah, I, I no would say sure. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah. I, I, I say I'm very fast on a lot of a lot of things I've had, snowmobiles. And He's been lucky. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, I'm always out front, but might not finish sometimes. So, uh, But, yeah, I would uh, actually when Austin was racing for Tony Stewart for the, what's the smaller TQ midget? Yeah, the TQ midget. So. I, I actually went to a couple races with Austin, and I said, wow, we could buy a couple of these for what a sprint car costs. I could have one. Austin could have one. We could have fun. I'd go every weekend. Right. But I had a, some people say that might not be a good idea. <laughs> but I still think about it often. So anybody out there listening, if you. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an opportunity, you got a driver yeah, here. Or if you feel like you want to race, maybe you should do it because you never know when or if you have that opportunity again. Right. So, yeah. But uh, I do everything today. From what my dad taught me, from when I could walk, and I uh, still respect him. And when I build that truck or build a car or a race car, I know he's watching over me every day. Some people may not understand that, but uh, it's definitely self-satisfying when you accomplish what he had taught you over the years because I have many friends uh, or even family wonder how I accomplished what I have completed or done uh, on cars. And I 100% is towards my dad. So my dad was a number one fabrication uh, mechanic. Watch it, I got Ron sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure Ron, I'm sure Ron would support that. Yeah. <clears throat> so what, one last question for you guys. Uh, do you prefer dirt? Or asphalt? Well, I prefer dirt besides having to wash it every day. That seems to be the biggest <laughs> thing of why asphalt guys don't want to go dirt car racing because yeah. they don't want to have to wash their well, car. Most of the time, my mom was washing it. We had to go to school or work, That's and right. mom would be washing the race car when we got home or my dad would get home. Uh, so She'd have everything clean, race car, trailer, yeah. everything. Yeah. So what about you? You prefer... Dirt to, to asphalt? You, you kept the dirt I don't really car? have a 
preference. I mean, I like the dirt. I think it takes, I'm not saying more of a driver because, the, you know, there are some great pavement drivers out there, but I, I prefer the dirt. But I enjoyed, like, not to get off the subject quick, but um, when Austin drove for Ron, we went to um, Gateway. Austin, first time, mile and a quarter track. I mean, he ran third, had a chance to win it, but ran out of fuel, unfortunately. But I really, really enjoyed, you know, the big mile tracks or something bigger because I just think it's was that a, That was a Silver Crown race? Yeah. Yep. I forgot they ran those big tracks. Yeah, they ran it again this past year, 1.25-mile track. So, yeah, they're they're neat. I mean, when the first year we were there in 2016, they clocked them at 182 miles an hour. I going to ask how fast they're going. It's, it's all in. Yeah. It was, it was neat. So, yeah, if I could just add one other thing is a uh, uh, little side story is uh, a friend of ours that became really close family, like family, is Michael Murray. And he, which I didn't know until later in life, but he lettered my dad's first race car. So, yeah, and he's, you know, Michael Murray's an artist, pinstriper. And so when you say lettered, Actually painted hand, as yeah. opposed to the vinyl yeah. that you yeah. have now. Yeah. And he so, started off pinstriping yeah. bicycles when yeah. he was a kid, and then he yeah. just became a you know a painter and letter and everything yeah. else. All the classic cars. So when we talked about the AJ Foyt car, my dad called Michael Murray and said, "Hey, would you like to sorry, letter my my last race car?" So Michael Murray lettered the AJ Foyt car. Duplicate exactly what it looked like. Yeah, I mean, to the T. My dad had pictures and sizes, so they duplicated it. And then, uh, so Michael Murray lettered my dad's first race car, a last race car. And then, uh, <clears throat> then on a side note, my dad's casket was his last ride. So we put Sweet 16. Uh, on, on the, the yeah, on the casket. So Michael Murray yep. did that. So, so very cool. I just want to throw that out there because sometimes those are the things that people may not know or like to hear. And our family and our racing family is very close. And to me, that's number one. And uh, so Michael Murray doesn't know it, but I'm working on a vintage quarter midget from the <laughs> 1950s. So. Uh, a hint out there, you may see a red Sweet 16 quarter midget uh, in the future. Told nice. behind that 41 pickup truck. There we go. <laughs> have, have, you, uh, have you talked to or are you involved at all with the, the VARC guys, the Vintage American Race Cars? Uh, yeah, I, I'm on the website, I think. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. Where they come out and do little exhibitions all over. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I would take the Bob Lesko number 98 USAC Silver Crown car. Dad always took the Foyt car, too, to there. Yeah, yeah. So I did both. So I I actually got to go around the mile dirt track in Indianapolis with the 98 USAC car. Uh, What was tentatively supposed to be the last race there. Uh, So I got to go around there. And boy, I really wanted to go faster. <laughs> so, so what was holding you back? Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do? I was, yeah, I know. Another insane. You can't come back. I, I thought about it. Uh, the gear. Oh, the yeah. gear. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess uh, that's a yeah. Things would be different today. You know, I was like, oh, this is my first time. I don't want to get in trouble. But I should have just listened to my dad because he wouldn't. He would have just took her down the first turn wide open. 
And I don't know ex- exactly what year it was, but um, Dad actually got to take the Foyt car and parade the start of the Hoosier 100 with that car. So that was neat to, that he was able to do that also. Cherish a lot of good memories. Scott, before we move on to another segment, one quick Jerry Niemeyer story. We were at uh, an open wheel. Have you ever raced against Jerry? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, You're like was, a classic, it was, it, too. It, it, it was a super – I think Jerry might be might have been two years older than me. We were very close. Anyway, it was a super modified race at, at Toledo Speedway. and. Uh, Wait, you raced a super modified? I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Jerry was supposed to drive this car, and I guess he absolutely refused. Um, but he saw me walking across the pits. He said, Ronnie, come over here. And you remember that one? Oh, I was hoping you didn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, I borrowed a helmet and driver's suit and climbed in this thing. I'd never driven anything quite like it. Was, it was a four-wheel drive, and... The, the drive shaft rattled around in a tube next to me, and one warm-up lap went down the back stretch, legged it out, turned into turn three, and the son of a gun went straight right into the fence. And uh, did you forget the turn? No, no, no. It just pushed that bad. <laughs> Got it back to the pits, and old guy that owned it says, "You know, this thing's four-wheel drive. If if you just stepped on the throttle when that was heading towards the wall, the front wheels would have pulled it right oh, down. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm going to be heading towards the wall and stand on the gas. <laughs> right. No, thanks. Anyway, that, that, that was my uh, only open-wheel experience, uh, thanks to your dad. <laughs> so did he tell you to drive it, or did he tell you not to drive it? He said, Ronnie will drive anything. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever ask you to drive uh, again? Uh, it wasn't his car. The, the, oh, so it didn't guy. matter to him yeah. then. <laughs> no, <laughs> I walked away pretty sure I wasn't going to drive that thing either. Well, let me ask you: this. Did he recommend you for for any open rides after that? I don't think so. No. Okay. I wonder why. Well, no. <laughs> and, and that was about the time Jerry was was running almost all open wheel stuff, and I was still with the stock cars. Stock cars. So. And you kind of stuck with that. So our paths never crossed. Right. Gotcha. Uh, we both spent a lot of time at uh, McCune Auto Sales back in the day. Did Jerry ever get into a, a late model at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. a dirt late model. He ran. He actually ran a Arco dirt car for. Can't say his name. Long time person, but he ran first time ever. Arca car at um, Springfield. Springfield. So, yeah, but he started racing. Long. When he first started racing, he ran figure eights. Oh, right, yep. everybody the, did. One of those though. crazy guys. Nineteen sixty-five. Under somebody else's name. Right. <laughs> because That's... he wasn't allowed to race yet. His mom wouldn't let him. Anymore. Oh. <laughs> so, little but, kids. That's how you get to race. Change but, your name. But back then, everybody. That's how everybody started. Uh, was figure eight. Yeah. That, yeah. that was your rite of passage. James Hilton is who did. Somebody yeah. just posted their Steve oh, okay. Schultz and dad drove for James say. Hilton. Okay. <clears throat> so the figure eights, were they like uh, an entry-level class back then? Yeah. It, 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 everybody wow. started out that way. Yeah, if I remember right, then after dad ran the figure eights, of course I was a little kid or not even born yet, but uh, pictures always bring back memories. But he 
raced a late model at Toledo Speedway, uh, orange number three for Dale DeLong. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, which is a, also a famous name in yeah. the Toledo area. So will there be a fifth generation Niemeyer racing? That's up to my kids, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to my kids. Do you think that Austin would, if if and when he should have a kid, would uh, kind of push them in that direction? Maybe Grandpa Maybe. would push him in that direction? Possibly. If I had great-grandma or... They better start having kids soon if they want that <laughs> okay. to happen. Okay. So you just never know. But I don't want them to have kids that quick. But One funny story about the figure eight. Oh, hold on. Get, get on the mic yeah. over here so we can hear. He can't hear you. Oh, well, you tell it. One day I went out. Our, car, our home car is up on jacks and the tires are gone. I said, where's our tires? They were on the figure eight car. Well, yeah. He took the tires off our well, if you need tires, you got to take it yeah. off some car. Right. So he took the tires off of your car uh-huh. and, and put them on the race car. Uh, did the race did car. they find their way back onto your car? Eventually. Okay. <laughs> Eventually. In okay. the same shape? Yeah. Okay. But go out and see why is our car on jack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wasn't doing the brakes. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer to uh, the tire shortages. <laughs> Street tires? Yeah, just <clears throat> jack up your car or take Wheels off, throw it on your race car. Well, the factory stocks at Toledo, that's their tire roll now. You know, his um, aunt raced, too, powder puffs. And Kenneth raced. They had the powder puffs. And her name was Dagmar. They called her Dagmar. Do you remember that? I do. The powder puffs? Yeah, I didn't know who it was, but I do remember the Dagmar. That was Kenny's sister. Okay. Nancy. Then she became Nancy Tansy. A lot of a lot of memories, a lot of memories, a lot of goes back a long time. Yeah, <laughs> way, way too long, maybe. <laughs> so, do the Niemeyers have any other interests uh, other than racing? Is that primarily it? Racing in classic cars. Classic, classic, classic. cars. It's got a head. Has to do with vehicles. That's all good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, from my end, it's uh, racing and classic cars. So. Uh, and our garage is still the same. Yeah. Yeah, haven't really yeah, sold so nothing out of Dad's garage, so yeah. thinking maybe I think he said June twenty fourth. There's a vintage race car sh- at Winchester. Winchester so we're gonna try to maybe take some stuff there, but it's filled to the swap hill. meet or race. It's a swap meet to get okay. rid of old vintage stuff. Yeah, so. it's old old timers uh, weekend, so they have all the vintage cars. But if anybody knows my dad, besides storytelling. He collected and kept everything. <laughs> so the garage is filled with uh, any part you could think of. So it's hard, but we uh, may finally reach out and take some stuff to Winchester on, uh, in June. So we'll see. But uh, Otherwise, yeah, our interests are still racing, classic cars, and, and still associating with uh, the racing family. So we go to Fremont because our family is still at Fremont. And you'll be there this weekend with, yes. with the truck. And when's, uh, we were talking earlier, when's the next time we can see uh, Austin in a in a race car? Um, hopefully June 17th in a USAC Silver Crown dirt car at Port Royal. Okay. So hoping, looking forward to that day because the owner, Bob Lesko, would like to see his car run again too. So open June 17th. That's not that far away. Nope, nope. 
few weeks. weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks from this weekend. Yeah. So cool. Well, uh, I don't know if it works this way, but our guests usually go on to win. So by yeah, proxy, yeah. maybe he'll win <laughs> his next yeah. race. That'd be nice. Let's go with that. We always shoot for top tens or fives with the people that you're running against with money and, uh, you know, run 80 to 100 shows a year. So So looking forward to it. Well, it's all about the fun. Got to be fun. (laughs) Winning is fun, though. Right, for sure. So, J.D. and uh, Kenny, thank uh, thank you for coming in. Stick around here. We just got a little bit of news to cover before we wrap up, if that's cool. Appreciate you having us. If you've got anything to add, just jump right in. Absolutely. Got to mention, we're going to be giving away uh, some Big D's pizza here in just a little bit. What uh, kind of pizza? Big D's in Clyde. You ever been oh, there? Yeah. I've heard of it. No, I haven't yeah. been there, really? but I did hear of it. Yeah. Oh, D- yeah. Dean Henry is a big supporter. Yeah. He sponsors lots of cars and does a lot with Fremont, Sandusky, and nice. also has good pizza. And yeah, and the boat. Wait. What is it? The cheese wait. boat? Cheese boat. Cheese boat. It's like yeah. uh, bread with uh, melted mozzarella cheese, cheese and, yeah. and garlic. And, oh, it's so good. Do they deliver to Fremont Speedway? Because... <laughs> Clyde's, Clyde's not that far yeah, away. Yeah, it's not. I don't know that do. they de- deliver there. We've yeah. tried to get them to deliver here. Right, right. <laughs> but that only happened once. Uh, who was it brought it? Because they came from uh, that direction. That was a long time ago when we yeah. were in the studio. I'll see what we can do uh, on the Saturday. Okay. See if we can stop. <laughs> we'll put a pre-order on. There you go. It's right uh, on the main drag in Clyde. You can't yeah. miss it. Right. I uh, got to mention Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race. Uh, Oakshade Raceway in action this weekend with a full show of late model sportsmen, bombers, bombers, super dominator, super stocks, come on, Scott, and compacts. Uh, coming up uh, in uh, a couple of weeks, same night, uh, Austin's going to be racing June seventeenth. It's the five thousand win Barney Oldfield race, and then uh, coming up in July on the fifteenth, it is the ten thousand win birthday race for the uh, UMP Late Model Summer Nationals. Uh, Big D's Pizza and Clyde just uh, talked about them. Give them a call right now, 419-547-1444. You can also order online at orderbigdspizza.com. They have uh, a Sunday special, large three-topping pizza for just $9.99. And uh, I believe, Ron, you won a pizza last week. So uh, I did. you got 30 days to claim your prize. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for John Young to uh, make a trip He's going to, okay. Uh, big D's and Clyde, big on taste, not on price. And uh, finally, Ron Miller Race Cars, Lamberville, Michigan. Give him a call, 734. Is it hard to get to your house now? Because I saw the signs going up with yeah, the construction. You might have to go around the block a couple times. <laughs> okay, but you can still get there. Yeah, absolutely. 734-856-7223, race cars, parts, safety equipment, uh, broken race car fixing. Uh, you've had a lot of that the past Ooh. couple of weeks, haven't you? I've asked the guys to play nice, and they just didn't pay any attention. Drive rough out there at Oakshade, do they? That's how you stay in business. I need a break. <laughs> All right, don't call around that. Do you then. do anything? No, please do. <laughs> do you do anything for Casey and Chuck, Newton? Uh We're good friends. Yeah. Chuck is pretty much hands-on himself. Right. Yeah. Dad and him were good friends back in the day when... Really? Chuck used to work at Dick Titsworth at Seaport, and he went on his own, and... He always let Dad use the machine shop and stuff when he needed to and build an engine. So, yeah, other so, yeah. more good people. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, so Dad basically built all his engines. You know, today you just go to the store and you buy one and take it off the shelf, right? Uh, I know there's more to it. So Jerry that. built his his own engines. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every yeah, every week, and so performance machining was Chuck Noonan's. 
business at the time. So dad always would go over there. And so that's how we learned to build race motors because uh, we do it all from honing blocks to the Do you still build race motors? Yes. Hey. So, so, I have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott needs more. More, yes. It only takes money. How fast you oh, want to go? That's, yeah, that's what he always tells me. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, let's check out, do a little racing news here. Latest racing news. Uh, with 16 laps left in uh, Sunday's Indianapolis 500, Felix uh, Rosenquist crashed after losing the lead and collected Kyle Kirkwood. The input packed ripped Kirkwood's left rear tire off, which went then went flying over the catch fence uh, and into a parked car, luckily uh, right in between a grandstand and, like, a building. That was amazing that it, it missed everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that uh, uh, Penske was very happy. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody. Uh, but uh, they, yeah, no one was injured in, in the accident on the track. Uh, Kirkwood did slide upside down. Pretty crazy camera view of him. He actually opens his visor as he's upside down sliding on the track I there. I thought the same thing. It's like, oh, was he trying to see what he... <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> he Sometimes I don't know if he knew he was upside down. I've seen all the sparks just flying. Him. Yeah, it just got dark. He just it got cloudy all of a sudden. I don't know. But uh, the lady uh, that uh, the car, the tire, the lady that owned the car that the tire hit uh, is uh, going to get a new car thanks to uh, Penske. Penske is going to buy that uh, well, person I, a new car. I made the comment that those body parts will probably wind up on eBay for some <laughs> astronomical amount. That's possible too. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR's. Go ahead. NASCAR suspended Chase Elliott for the uh, next race at Worldwide Technology Raceway for intentionally wrecking Denny Hamlin on lap 186 of the Coca-Cola 600. Corey LaJoy will fill in and drive the number nine Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports this weekend. Um, I do have a video of uh, that incident that um, Chase did not admit uh, that he did it intentionally. He said, you know, in the interview afterwards, uh, when he was coming out of the care center, he said, you know, you hit the wall and it's hard to control after that. And uh, this is what happened on the track. Check this out. Gets loose. You see him lift out of the gas. The flames crowded Chase, got into him. They saw some retaliation Man. there. Or did Keslowski get into the left rear corner of Elliott? That was what I saw. What's that? I, I, I saw Keslowski bump the right rear of Elliott's car. I think and, that was after, though. So, so you don't think he should be suspended? All nope. happened so fast. Absolutely not. Why not suspend all the rest? Rest of them. That's the thing. Yeah, got to do there for have, everyone. There the have same. been other retaliatory incidents this year, and they've done nothing. Park them all for a while. Though. Park them all. <laughs> well, seriously, you do something wrong, park them. They'll see how it is. Well, and they they're parking their most uh, popular driver, so probably going to take a hit. In I don't believe in all that ratings. bumping and passing stuff. No, rubbing is not racing. It's a tagline from a movie. Yeah, it's your favorite movie, isn't it? I like that movie, but uh, <laughs> rubbing is not racing. Most of them tracks are four wide. If you can't pass them, figure out a yeah. different way instead of bumping them. Well, I like that. Yeah. Indy, I think, was trying to do what NASCAR was doing. They had three red flags, and they were bumping. Yeah, that's a little crazy, though, those guys. Behind. They go a little faster, too. I, know, yeah. I didn't say I... At nearly 300 <laughs> miles an hour. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Did you see the uh, one guy go through the grass, too? Oh, um, uh, what's was, his face? Uh, the 66, so... 
He's got a, a marker on Google Maps I've seen that is landscape or <laughs> landscaping yeah. right there. Right. Tony was it Tony Canon? Yeah, Tony Canon. Yeah, Canon. Oh, yard work. Sounds like he's going to finally give it up though. Yeah, when they interviewed him. Yeah. yeah, they kept saying it was going to be his last race. He puts a lot of people in the grandstands. Yes, he does. Uh, Chase Briscoe and the four team, fourteen team have been hit with a uh, major penalty after getting caught using a counterfeit part. Uh, the team was docked 120 driver points, 120 owner points, 25 playoff points, and crew chief uh, John Klausmeyer has been suspended for six races and fined $250,000. The part in question was something I've never heard of, but I'm not a technical guy. The NACA duck. The NACA duck. NACA duck? Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's an air duct that right. uh, could For, duct air into the driver or to the brakes. The, um, the NASCAR rule book spells out location of these ducts on the left and right side windows, which are used to help cool the car. Tightening the ducts or counterfeiting slash modifying the size of the ducts can help a team create more downforce uh, on the race car. So okay. does that sound accurate? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, the penalty drops Briscoe from uh, 292 points to just 172. The 14 team is bumped from 17th to 31st in the driver's standings. Oh, that's a biggie. That is big. Because yeah, they were only four of them into the chase, and now yeah. they're that much farther. So it's going to be tough for them to make it up. So, Ron, so they know they're modifying the part or using a part that's not. Is that it was counterfeit? Modifying? I mean, it was like. Or what's yeah. counterfeit? So. <laughs> Do they think they're not? It's it's going supposed to. Get to I guess. I guess. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Like. I, so it's it one of those parts that's supplied by so NASCAR. So it didn't have the manufacturer's stamp on. Yeah. It, right. So and it, and it may have fit the requirement of the rules. Other. But than it was that. not through proper channels. Right. So it was stamped so. Japan instead of China. It probably. <laughs> Either way, it it yeah. sucks for uh, for the yeah, fourteen. It's just team. interesting. They shouldn't yeah, be doing it though. That's true. Just Too bad. Everybody. At, at that level of the level of the, say the cost, something. You just you it seems how like and yeah. How. I mean, there's the the hood louvers a few weeks back. It just seems like, I don't know. I don't how. I, it seems like everybody are people are they getting away? Are teams getting away with things? I mean, that's what I want to know. I, are, bet they I don't are. think they used to. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they definitely used to. I mean, now they're all like cookie cutters now yeah exactly yeah, everybody's got their opinion but um. i wonder if there's a NACA duck inspector on <laughs> I, want that, I want that name tag yeah scott NACA hammer duck. NACA yeah. duck inspector yeah, yeah. elmer foot took him out for duck. <laughs> uh how about we give away some pizza here okay let's do this how many so last week's how many was how many uh, racetracks uh, or races on the Big D's Pizza racing menu from last week uh, would get rained out over the Mor Memorial Day weekend. And I think there was like 19 that we had. None of them got rained out. So everything ran. You said one would. I said two. So you were closer. Congratulations. Again. Yeah, again. Winning um, is tough, Scott. I and say we zero. We had what, <laughs> a little so, late for that. You can get in the next so does one. Ryan right. get a free pizza? Uh, I don't know if Dean's oh. going to throw in a free pizza this I, week. Oh, I wasn't sure. That, that was, was a one-time thing, I think. I but our listeners pizza. will get a free oh, pizza. I was going to pick it up for them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, we have to uh, spin the Big D's pizza wheel because we had quite a few right. people guess the same 
uh, thing here. There were a lot so of zeros. There were a lot of zero. A lot of optimistic people, yeah. So Gretchen Knapp, Nancy Shanauer, Joshua Shanauer, John Young, Steve Schlaz, and, of course, Dean Henry, who owns Big D's Pizza. So if he wins, we just spin We disqualify yeah. him. So we black flag him. So here we go. All people said zero. These, were, these are the people that said zero. All right. The odds were in favor of not to be rained out. Because Steve Schultz is a friend of ours. Schultz? Is that so? Okay. We'll go with Steve. And look at that. And he's going to win. He's going to, he owes yeah. you pizza. He owes me pizza, Steve. Schloes, is that how you pronounce it? Schloes. Steve Schloes. All right. Congratulations, Steve Schloes. I know he's listening, too. Yeah, I've seen him on there. He's listening. He's got uh, pizza from yeah. Big D's. You have uh, 30 days to claim your pizza. Bring mine back for me, Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Niemeyers want some, too. So uh, make sure you get some extra. Um, so uh, this week. This week's how many? We're going to go back to the old standard, how many cars kind of thing. Tomorrow night at uh, Lima Land, the uh, Great Lakes uh, traditional sprints are going to be there. How many? How many are we going to get? Oh, that's it? Just how many that's cars? It? Yep. How many cars? How many cars will be? For what class or the whole the, Just night? the Great Lakes uh, traditional, traditional sprints. sprints. Is that wings or no wings? That's uh, non-winged. I, I won last week, so, so I've got to go first. He's got to pick first. But you guys can pick two on this. Right. Yeah. You're not going to win anything, but... 21. <laughs> what, 21? Yeah, see, and I don't have any history. I don't know how many they've been having. I'll say 24. 24 for Kenny. All right. JD, you're up. With 18. 18? Well, in that case, I'm going to go with 20. And if... Right, uh, right in the middle. Yeah, I figure why not. Uh, if you want a chance to win a Big D's Pizza, go ahead and put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live. You have until, uh, we'll say, 4 o'clock Friday afternoon. So if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, or whatever, uh, not live, you can just find our uh, Facebook Live and uh, put your comment in there as long as it's before 4 o'clock. Wait a minute, Scott. We've got one more in-studio guest. Judy gets to pick. Oh, that's true, yeah. How many? Uh, go how high. Go. Yeah. Non-wing sprint cars. 30. 30. She's going Ooh. high. Whoa. 30 tomorrow night at Lime Line. So. All right. We'll see you uh, next week uh, who's going to yeah. win the, the Big D's pizza. And this is just for bragging rights among right. us, really, yeah, sure. for the most part. Unless Dean throws in another Big D's pizza. Um, we have a, a little bit less races this weekend than we did uh, for last weekend also a shorter weekend so let's check out the big d's pizza racing menu latest racing news nope that was the wrong one <laughs> we can't do that we got to do this one races this weekend big d's pizza racing menu that's better uh lima land tomorrow night uh, it's the keezer memorial with the great lakes traditional sprints ump modifies and thunderstocks also the dirt track truck series in action the uh, four-cylinder dirt track trucks uh gates open at five racing at seven thirty. well let's go until five for the how many okay give a little extra time so if they're listening at four o'clock tomorrow friday afternoon eastern time uh you still have time to get in and Put your guess in our comments of our Facebook Live. Don't change your mind, though. Yeah, if you change your mind, you get the black flag that's uh, over there. You can only guess once. Well, if you're um, at Lima. What's that? You could have a better choice. If you're at Lima, you could still have till 5. To... Well, yeah, but the gates don't open <laughs> till 5. Right. So, oh, okay. so. 
racing starts at 7.30. General admission, $15 there uh, tomorrow night, Friday night at Lima Land. Also Friday night, Attica Raceway Park. It's the Park Burns Electric Metal Master Fabrication Mid-Season Championship Night. How can it be mid-season? Because their first yeah, I, five of four uh, races weekends got rained out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're going to have the AFCS, the Attica Fremont Championship Series 410 Sprint, the UMP Late Models, and AFCS uh, 305 Sprint. Gates open at 5, racing at 745 at Attica. General Mission, uh, 20 bucks there for adults. Saturday, uh, Flat Rock Speedway, it's Jack's Bicycle Scout Day. There's going to be a 250-lap Enduro and uh, Street Stocks in action. Gates open at 5, racing at 7. General Mission, $15 there. Oakshade. Uh, late model sportsman, Dominator Superstocks Compacts, gates open at four, racing at seven. General mission is fourteen dollars at Oakshade. Also Fremont, it's Hall of Fame night. They're gonna have the uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series 410 sprints, the Attica Fremont Championship Series 305 sprints, Great Lakes traditional sprints. Um, racing at that seven. That was last week, Scott. Was it last week? Yeah, I know the trucks are there this week. That's what I was thinking. All right, never mind. Uh, apparently, I didn't update the Great Lake. I thought that would seem weird. Uh, trucks, not Great Lakes. There. Yeah. They will but, have the vintage, but, the vintage race cars there. Are they going to have the right. vintage? Okay. And uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony at, uh, well, they have 2 o'clock on their website, and Dave says they have 2.30 on Facebook. So uh, Just be, there at two be there by 2, and you'll be yeah, good I for that. I think the gates open at 2. Okay. Um, general mission $18 racing starts at 7 o'clock there at Fremont Butler in action with a 4-in-1 show 410 sprints UMP modifieds street stocks 4 cylinders gates at 430 racing at 730 general mission $15 there um, also Saturday nights other series of action uh, coming up on uh, Tuesday June 6th the high limit sprint car series back in action at Eagle Speedway in Eagle Nebraska Lucas Oil late model dirt series historic 100 at West Virginia Motor Speedway uh, that is uh, Friday and Saturday. This uh, Friday and Saturday, June 2nd and 3rd. The Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions will be at Dodge County Fairgrounds in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, tomorrow night. That's Friday, June 2nd. Um, the uh, Race Routine Foundation Race at uh, Plymouth, Dur Plymouth Dirt, Dirt Track in Plymouth, Wisconsin on Saturday, June 3rd. Uh, then looking ahead, we got the World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Model Series in action at Farmer City. The Farmer City Showdown uh, tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, Tri-City Showdown at Tri-City Speedway on Friday night. And Paducah Showdown at Paducah International Raceway in Paducah, Kentucky on Saturday, June 3rd. Uh, World of Outlaw NAS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series uh, are going to be at uh, River City Speedway in Grand Forks, North Dakota tomorrow night, June 2nd, for the... Uh, Jerdaw presents the first leg of the Northern Tour. Uh, June 2nd, uh, wait, that is tomorrow. And then it's the Big O Showdown at Ogilvy Raceway? Ogilvy. That's what I said. Ogilvy Raceway in Ogilvy, <laughs> Minnesota on uh, Saturday night. I should have you do this. Probably. <laughs> yeah. NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in action at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. There in, that's in St. Louis, right? Yeah, two hundred uh, Toyota two hundred. That's Saturday at one thirty. That's going to be on FS one. The Xfinity series in action at uh, Portland International Raceway for the Pacific Office Automation one forty seven. That's uh, at four thirty on Saturday. Also on FS one. 
NASCAR Cup Series will be in action in the Enjoy Illinois 300, presented by Ticketmaster at Worldwide Technology Raceway on Sunday. That'll be at 3.30 on Fox Sports 1. And then the NTT IndyCar Series back in action. They're going to be on the uh, new course in downtown uh, Detroit uh, for the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, what can go wrong with that? That'll be Sunday, <laughs> June 4th, 3 o'clock on NBC. When I moved to Detroit, that's where the was downtown. I don't. Right. I think the course is a little different, but... Then they moved it to Belle Isle right. shortly after. I never. I went to it. I think one of the first years I lived there, when it was in downtown before they moved it to Belle Isle. And supposedly, I read something today that the speeds are pretty crazy for mm. for this configuration. So it's actually downtown yeah. Detroit. Yeah, like yes. uh, right by. Oh, I saw the layout a while ago. I think it's like right by the river. Right by the river, I think. Yeah. So it ought to be kind of cool. Need to see Did they. Pave the roads or leave them rough? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dirt race, isn't you here? It's going to be gravel. Lots of foul. I don't know. Just, um, just bar- kidding, Michigan. To borrow a, a dirt racing phrase, the track will have a lot of character. character there right, you go. Right. Um, you got a weekend weather pit stop this weekend? Scott, the, it's going to be hot. Yeah, That's it. We're done. The, the sun's going down a lot later. Just slather on the sunscreen. Get your butts to a racetrack. There's no reason not to be out this weekend. The weather is going to be spectacular. 92 tomorrow. At evenings, it cools down comfortable, no humidity. Yep. So nothing's going to get rained out this weekend? No. I don't think so. Right. My grass is screaming for rain now. Oh, it is. We it's went from having way brown. too much rain to just nothing. It's like Mother Nature's like, I'm a race fan now. Sixth driest May in history. Yeah. And Positive what? is you don't have to cut your grass. This is true. Positive. The weeds still grow, though. That's right. the bad part. <laughs> With the sun, they do. Uh, yeah, so that's about it for this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks to uh, associate producer Dave Kemmer and uh, contributor John Young. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, follow us on YouTube, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our radio, whatever. We're on all 100. Wait a minute, 32. Nothing on the hotline? No hotline this week. Oh, oh I forgot to promote that. 419 318 3081. Give us a call or send us a text. Yeah, there you go. Anytime, day or night, you can do that. Put the number up here just for the people that can't uh, remember orally. They have All to they've visually. got to do is look at our website. Well, that's true. HammerdownRacingReport.com. It's on there. 419-318-3081. Make sure to yeah. like us. Rate us. Yeah. Even rates. if you don't like us, just go ahead and like us anyway. Why anyway? Who's on yeah. your show next week? Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. During the summer months, I like to wait until the weekend and see right. how. We'll find out who This, had this was really an odd one. We scheduled this out a few weeks in advance but right. usually i like to either, either see what happened really or the weekend. weekend or a really yeah. bad weekend it's yeah. newsworthy right. see what happened and then see we appreciate the making noise yeah um because you'll have a lot more uh, followers and listeners now that we absolutely yes <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we've had a few new subscribers yeah. since uh just today so thanks to you guys uh, thanks again to our sponsors, DCR Graphics, Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon, Dominator Race Products. Uh, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the Hammerdown Race Report, you can uh, contact us on the Hammerdown Hotline or uh, visit HammerdownRacingReport.com. Uh, or call thank- Ron Miller Race Cars. Or get a hold of Ron, yeah. And next time uh, you have some more tickets to give away. Uh, that yeah. seemed to go over pretty popular. It looked like a lot of the people went and uh, yeah. actually got their tickets too. So that was pretty cool. Um, Thanks to All Star Racing for All Star Performance on that. Absolutely. They provided the tickets. Good folks. 
Absolutely. And thanks to uh, to you guys for coming in, JD, Kenny, Judy. Uh, appreciate it. It was fun taking a walk down memory lane. Uh, I've learned some things, and uh, um, I know the Niemeyer name will always be associated with uh, successful racing. For Thank you. With class. With class? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, make sure to get out to uh, support your uh, favorite track, local track, least favorite track. Just get out and support a track yeah, this weekend. Please. And because uh, yeah, we're all one big racing family, as you guys kind of mentioned there. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Thursday. We're out. Thank you. Night, all. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.